Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, recorded live at Vision High Tech Training and Expo in Kansas City, Lucas and I sit down with Nate Winston, the owner of ECP Auto Repair and Service in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. In this food-related conversation, we ask, is corn a vegetable? And if so, are eating tortillas considered eating your vegetables? Find out what makes a shop owner swing 70 pounds in weight and one thing that will make every vegetable delicious. Eventually, we do get into a discussion about our repair shops and talk about several repairs that turned sideways and how we dealt with it with our customers. Before we get started, if you're on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode and make sure you check out our content on YouTube. All you have to do is type in ASOG podcast and it pops right up. And now... Here we go. All right, give me a mic check, everybody. Uh, Nate, let's start with you. Yes. I can hear you pretty good. Okay. All right. Come up to that mic. Pull it over to you just a little bit closer there. There you go. All right. Give me a mic check into it. You got to stay up like – you don't have to be right up. Yeah, you don't have to like be right this. on it, but you do want to talk. Because if you as soon as you do this, can you hear that? I If I talk this way – It changes. Talk oh, this yeah, way right versus now. talking right on top. Yep. Yeah, it's just – it's a fancy mic. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Scott, mic check. Mic check. One, two. Cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> Scott. Hey, it's <laughs> Roger <odd>. Dodger. <laughs> it's odd. The white in his hair like blends into the back. It's not as bad as the freaking shine on my head. Look at that. <laughs> I asked for powder yesterday. I got none. No powder. Who'd you ask? It's Lucas over here. Oh. I thought I was here for He has Luke. a makeup person was... in his room. I thought I was here for help with <laughs> logistics, but apparently nobody asked me. I'd have powdered you. <laughs> <laughs> You're recording this, goddamn it! 
<laughs> well, this isn't live, by the way. Okay, that's so we're gonna we're gonna that's record. True. We're just gonna record, and then I'll release them like over the next few weeks. Great, so. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, we're recording. So you got the the powder. He's gonna powder me. Mm-hmm. Powder me all up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God help us all. God help us all. Nate Winston, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm real good. Thanks. So this is your first time at a national event ever, right? First time national event. First time doing a podcast. Lots Very of cool. First things this week. Yes. That's awesome, man. So uh, we've been talking over the past couple of weeks. How long have you been a shop owner? Uh, Fourteen years. You didn't. You didn't go to and like anything. Anything. No, mm-mm. nothing like this. No. Now you have a trainer, right, or a coach, right? A coach, yes, yeah, John Francis with uh, Elite Worldwide. They don't have like a national event. Well, we go through different events through them, like uh, Fly with the Eagles course, where it's a class of like twenty or thirty of us. Yes, but nothing of this kind of magnitude. Got where it. you have hundreds of people, big expo, nothing like this. No, that's crazy, dude. Right? You know, so I mean, different seminars on. Um, business development and auto repair shops, yes, through Elite, yes, absolutely. Right, mm-hmm. right, but never like a standalone event with training. Correct, or... nothing training like this, no. Got it. So we've been talking over the past couple weeks, and, you know, you're going through some crazy stuff right now. Share what you feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> that was nothing. <laughs> that was a, I was like, I didn't want to share any of it. What right, are you yeah. talking about? Uh, in what direction would you like me to share? Well, um, so – there's some interesting stuff happening with your shop and in your life. Right. Yeah. Talking about building so, a shop. And, yep. Yep. You so know, getting ready to have a, another kid, right? Yes. Have yep. another little one. Yep. So, you know, life, life is good, but busy and hectic, you know. I mean, uh, been in business 14 years now. Shop's doing good. That's blossoming. Um, uh, we're getting ready to have our fourth child here in the end of July coming up. Um, it's a, We found out recently it's going to be a girl, so we'll have oh, two wow. boys, two girls. So uh, four That's kids, awesome. we're done. Yeah. Um, yeah. We came with that agreement yeah. real, real quick. I stopped at two. Did you? I'm Very done good. with two. <laughs> I, no, I'm good. So, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'd be nervous to get a third or a fourth, like – yeah, that's a lot of work. Mm, yeah. I, I wanted three, and then we had two, and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number yeah. two for us, he has been extraordinarily wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't sleep. Yeah, and he is um, stubborn's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Yeah, and so uh, we made it very clear that we're good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we're just fine. Yeah, just fine the way we are. I'm try, I'm try to put that like right in the middle here. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Go check the check the camera feed to make sure, and just, just be careful with the. <laughs> dun, 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 I don't know if you, you can hear that. Oh yeah, every, I can. Every, yeah. yeah. Oh, when you're yeah. speaking, you weren't hearing it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're good. We're good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So what else? No, I was good. All right. Shut it. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. By the way, I don't know if you know this. David is a smartass. <laughs> oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You just ignore everything he says. Unless he's asking a question. He usually Let's talk about politics. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yesterday before we met for dinner uh, with the scholarship winners, uh, they, had, they had said, we've, you know, we've never met Lucas and David. And uh, are they really the like sco- this in person? The scholarship winners? I met Chris Enright. We had an entire conversation at ASDE. <clears throat> You're not very memorable. Is that what it is? We've talked <laughs> online. I told them what kind of rotors to get. Did he really say anything to meet me? 
it was it, well maybe he didn't say it in media but they were they were curious this is about the scott the, palava the, the like per- lucas and i have been telling you about parts tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems and now they've just launched a new referral program all you have to do is open your parts tech account go to my shop and click on the rewards tab There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. The persona. The persona. Is this how you really are all the time? This is my daily life. (laughs) Is it really? Yes, this is every day. This is great. Clearly, this is what he's like every day. Yes. Yeah. Must be a prison inside your head. What's that? No, Must be a prison. Fine. Okay. It's very curious. That's what it is. I'm just, <laughs> that, I just wondering. I, <laughs> curious wasn't what I was going for, but okay. No. <laughs> you know, he was curious a few weeks ago. <laughs> things just went terribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, haven't but, been able to walk yeah. right since. <laughs> Why has it got to go in that direction with you, Scott? Every single time. Every single time. It's a prison in Inquisitive. Let's say that. Right. Inquisitive. <laughs> he knows what Inquisitive. happened. Inquisitive. He knows huh? what happened. So it's okay. Who haven't you not? Does, does Nate, do you know what happened a couple weeks ago on the podcast? No, he doesn't know that. No, I don't know. He's the only one you haven't told. Yeah. I don't plan on it. <laughs> I don't want to burden that poor man with that. Into the mic, dear. I don't want to burden per- oh, poor Nate with that. See the difference? Yes, I do. I, yeah. I really do. This is cool. Yeah. Um, so... Where is Nate Winston going? What, what's the what's the future? No, no, no. That's boring. <laughs> let, let me ask you this: So you you like a few years back, you lost a bunch of weight, right? Um, <clears throat> I, I want to say maybe like say like seven or eight years ago, I was doing a lot of CrossFit. Yeah. How did how did you keep it up? Because like uh, I gained all my COVID weight back. I lost oh, a bunch really? of weight when I had COVID. It was fantastic. Great yeah. diet. Two weeks, all this weight came off. Really. And I gained it all right back. Right. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people have. I know I am. I'm, I'm starting to get no, bigger myself. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely gained it all back over this whole last like. I've seen how years. you eat. I'm just curious, like, how, how do you keep it off? Like, how do you deal with marathons? And, I, like, how do you do it? You just got to get up early, go with a running friend, and go running every Is weekend. It, I need a running friend. Yeah, not that's you. what you need. You need not other you kind either. of friends. <laughs> yes. Outside well, of the shop life. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't hang out in my shop employees that they get enough of me <laughs> i don't think they'd go running 
Yeah, but we do. We go running every uh, on the weekends, every Saturday morning. All right. Know? So you just run once a week? Uh, right now, yeah. And then as we prepare for the marathons, then we'll run more times throughout the throughout the week. That's crazy. Before work, you know, get up at you know five or so, and yeah. Do you watch what you eat? No, I really? eat terrible. I'm a very picky eater. I hate this. I'm oh, like what do you mean picky eater? Like I, I, only I don't eat... like vegetables. Okay, I, I stay away from all vegetables whatsoever. The potatoes um, too, though. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm starting really? to like them. Um, I put a little bit of potato, like a teaspoon of potatoes, on my plate, and my wife was <laughs> floored. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this is blowing <laughs> my mind. Three year old. Yeah, no, hold yes, on. I, I am three. Okay, no, yes. I hear this all the time. But it's like I hate vegetables. Right. It's like so you don't eat French fries and mashed potatoes. Oh, I eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> Okay, so you're eating a vegetable. Well, but they're right. not a vegetable. Right. They're a starch. It's a That's a vegetable. Potatoes too. are not a vegetable. Right. Uh, are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'm He's looking and it corn, up. corn is not a vegetable either. It's a grain. Just my wife, my wife, the It's food. either a fruit or a, a vegetable. A potato is, in fact, botanically a vegetable. Yeah, it's either a fruit but, or a vegetable. But, it's, but, it's, it's but as far one as or the, other. the nutritional value, it falls under the starches. Oh, okay. We're not asking about. We're we're talking botanically over here. <laughs> Do you eat fruit? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. eat tomatoes so, all the time. <laughs> so yeah. so fruit's okay, but yeah, fruit. it's it's Correct. just vegetables. It's just a vegetable particular. and salad. So is it mostly like meat that you're eating? Then is it just uh, yeah yeah meat and just really honestly junk food? Um, I just junk food. I really? never know what Dude. to eat, and I just. Go to Walgreens, grab a quick snack. Go. But what? What do you mean? Like, what's a quick snack? I like chips and. Um, Isn't that a potato? Y- yes, it is, but <laughs> it's not Fritos. They're corn potato. chips, right. so then it's a vegetable. Correct. So then you're okay. No right. corn chips. No. Uh-uh. You don't. You don't equate the two. No, Are you I never going to eat a potato chip again? It's like I'll never eat one again after now that I know right, it's a correct. vegetable. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Are you? Are you done now? No, I'm curious. I really want to know. It's fascinating to me. What's fascinating? Because typically, like, you you go into business ownership or th- – this was a thing with, with the parts store days. Mm-hmm. As soon as they become a manager, they are so busy and they're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They don't have time to eat a normal meal. So what do they do? They hit the fast food restaurants. And they're just they're just, hey, I just need to go to the bank, drop off the deposit, and I'm gonna grab some lunch, and they end up going to the to the fast food restaurant and they end up gaining 30, 40, 50 pounds. I've seen guys just blow up. Well, as soon as they became also yeah. Is I just I'm I'm too busy, I'll just run right through Taco Bell, then go back to work and keep working. The thing is to keep it off is I'm walking all day long throughout the whole shop and the parking lot everywhere. So that's that really, doesn't work for that doesn't work, dude. My weight. I don't that can't, sit. That can't be it. I can only sit for maybe like five or ten minutes at a time. Then I get antsy, I get moving, and, and I, I just I got to get going again. I just walk around and yeah, getting getting things done and being productive throughout. How the whole old are day. you? I'm 36. Okay, yeah. It's so, not age, dude. I'm yeah, talking no, about age can age. play into it a little bit too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a 22 year old that's like, yeah, right. oh, I never gained yeah, well, any weight. That's, like, well, that, of course that's why I'm asking. You know? Right, but I've always been like this. You know, just always on the move, always getting going, and hard to sit around. You know. Yeah. But that's how you lose weight is just keep moving. Don't sit. So did you like gain a bunch of weight just at one time and then lose it off? No. Um, usually uh, I, I gained a bunch of weight shortly after I got married. Okay. Um, my wife started making great brownies and making me actual dinners versus me not eating. Okay. And then I gained weight. And then um, then I had a, a, a 
my appendix removed and then I started thinking about exercising, CrossFit, working out, running, did that, lost weight, build muscle, stopped doing it, gained weight back, start running again. And it's a really weird cycle of exercise and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm talking pant sizes here. Oh, like pant I've sizes. got, I've got like, no, I've got my, I've got skinny or clothing from when you were in high fat school. Fat guy clothing. No, no. I'm, t- I'm like, you should see pictures of me like three years ago. No, I, I've seen you. I saw you three years ago. Did you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, and one of my texts took a, uh, took a video of me, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not kidding. Hmm. I was no, I I, I, was, I know. I was I was like, I was trying to. I was thin, like really thin. Hmm. But then I swing back up to you know yeah. close to 300 pounds, I, and then <clears throat> I lose it, and right. then I gain it back, right. and I lose it. Hmm. I do the same thing, right? And and I had gotten down. I was at at. 260 270 and i got back down to uh, right at 195 190 somewhere in there and then the pandemic hit well we had our we had our second kid Mm -hmm. who has been a handful and then i ended up with kidney stones oh and so that was like a multi-month process to get over that Mm -hmm. and so it was after that like it changed my mindset a little bit the reason i say that is because I guess I associated, and it, it was true, I associated the kidney stones with the way I'd been eating and the things I had been doing. And so then the exercise stopped, and the exercise never started back. Mm, right. And so, right. like, I got out of the habit of doing it. And, you know, I see a lot of big shop owners, right? <clears throat> because, you you, you know, the, between the stress and not exercising ever. Yep, yep. You know yep. what I mean? Like, shouldn't have to. Your heart's pounding all the time. I know, right? Off about stuff, <laughs> dude. I'm telling That's you. That's true. Yes, all the yes. So I'm, I got a whole cardiovascular workout, <laughs> yeah. right? And then you hang out with David, yeah. and I've put thirty pounds on because this dude can't eat anywhere that like has anything. We can go have salad. We can go eat fancy frou-frou salads. I don't know. At Olive Garden, they got good salad. No. That's the only salad I'll use. Listen, when he says frou-frou, when he says frou-frou, he means that Scott's going to spend $1,000 on dinner. Oh, wow. $1,000, Scott. $1, Tonight's the night. That's what I was going to say. Tonight, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to take Nate with us then. Nate, Nate will have to, we'll have to get some vegetables for you. and <laughs> It's all for you. Carrots? Man. No. No carrots. Nope. Really? Nope. But my kids love them. They will eat carrots all the time. Yeah, so I've got a picky so. eater, and, and he like he'll eat carrots. But yeah, everything else we feed him. It's right. Like, yep. Yep. Cauliflower? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No way. Why would I go to cauliflower? Rice ca- cauliflower? No, like no. it tastes like rice? Nope. Nope. I'll pretend to eat it. Feed it. Feed it to the dog. <laughs> that what my kids will think. Broccoli is the same it. way. It tastes yeah. like dirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Broccoli does not taste like oh, dirt. Taste, yeah, might as well be licking that. You know what garden. the problem is? Uh, half the time, people that don't that don't eat vegetables, I find out that they don't know how to cook, so they don't ever prepare it properly. For example, you yeah. can make every vegetable taste good with yeah. bacon. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's true. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. You cook it in bacon fat with crispy bacon, and all of a sudden, Brussels sprouts are delicious. Like this is great. It's like yeah, they're Just salty a little bit of honey and, on top of them. Oh, I haven't tried that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Dip it in chocolate syrup on the yeah. side. My, no, dude, my honey tech. on Brussels sprouts is like a whole new thing. Yeah. Like that yeah. is, yeah. No, that with with the the bacon. Yeah, yeah. no, dude, that, that sounds nice. that sounds uh, legit. Yeah, but you know, they, and if it's not bacon fat, that's fine. Butter mm-hmm. fixes every vegetable. It doesn't matter what kind of vegetable you just douse it in. Yeah, butter. douse it. There you go. Take the, the bacon, the bacon fried 
Brussels sprouts. That's a kind of a sounds almost southern, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Say, he, that, say that in your draw. Uh, what bacon fried uh, Brussels sprouts? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of honey on top of them. <laughs> you think it's been, you've been doing that for, for eons? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's my, my, my great grandma's recipe. I, exactly. I have a tech who tells me. Greens? I have a tech who tells me he's like he he's like oh, I'm really good at cooking. I'm like oh yeah. It's like oh I make these this really good uh, um, broccoli dish. I'm like what's that? He's like oh just Lots of butter. I'm like, yeah. Uh, you don't even have to put salt on it. Like, what? What? No, you have you have to put salt on everything. Everything gets salt. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't even. It's like, okay, okay. You don't know what you're talking about. Puts chili flakes on it. It's pretty good, but you have to get, like you need salt. So it's salt, butter, or bacon fat. Every vegetable. Delicious. Well, I'll try it when I get home. You're not yeah, going to try it. <laughs> you're not going to try it. Don't lie to me. <laughs> well. We've all experienced David's ADD today. I did have a I, I did have a, a friend who only ate breaded meat, so it couldn't just be like meat; oh, it had okay. to be breaded meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, fried, a lot of fried chicken, uh, deep fried uh, pork chops. But the, everything had to be breaded. He's a bigger guy. He's but he's getting older, and, mm. and like at some point, that's gotta it's that's gotta, gotta catch, catch up, up to you. Yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden you're having heart problems at 45. You know, yeah. like. Why, why am I having heart problems? Because you've had breaded chicken. Is he a shop life. owner? I can he's, probably answer that. <laughs> he's not. He, he works for like a utility company or something like that. He sits in a truck all day. Like, that's, you know, he's like, yeah, I get to it when I get to it. Right. He's one of those guys. Hmm. He's a nice guy. Just breaded meats. That sounds boring. I, I couldn't do it. Kanye Chris Enright. Fish sticks. What's that? Kanye West likes fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris Enright. You've never met him, right? What's that? Kanye Chris, West? No, Chris Enright. You've never met? He uh, he <laughs> didn't know what a leak was. I'm like, that looks like a leak. He's like, a what? It's a leak. It's kind of like a He called it onion. a wet spot. A what? He called it a wet spot. It was a wet spot? It's a leak. A leak? <clears throat> Gosh. That's not funny. It's kind of gross. <laughs> what are you... What are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what did he think it was? It was. Uh, he thought it was. Listen, uh, lesson. It looked like a leak. That's what I yeah, looked. Like. I know it looked like a leak. But lesson five hundred fifty-seven of David. Don't let him drink too much Dr Pepper at lunch. This diet, diet Dr Pepper. He had like two of them, or three of them. What's that? He had three of them. You had caffeine since you had, you had a nurse. You were, you were, you uh, look, I'm, I have like three interests fast. in this world, okay? And one of them is food. And so, yeah, let's talk about some food. I'm just trying to find a, a vegetable that you're going right. to dive into and be like, let me try it out. Corn. What is it? That is corn? Is it, corn. Is corn a vegetable? Well, it is know. a You'll vegetable. Look, but it is a vegetable. Okay, yes. I can look it up. You can look it up. I can look it up. I don't care. Is corn a he, vegetable? You know, he might be right. Because, well, well, like, what do you consider wheat? Wheat's grain, but it's is a it? grain, yeah. But So nutritionally, it falls under the grains. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually, actually classified as a, as a fruit. Hmm. As so, are tomatoes, green peppers, cucumbers, <clears throat> and zucchini, and other squashes. Well, that makes sense. The squashes, that, that, that makes sense. It is not a grain. I believe, but I believe nutritionally, the way your body processes it, it processes oh, yeah, it's I'm a, sure it's it a is, grain. Yeah. Especially if you dry it and grind it up. Tortillas? Yeah, tortillas, <clears throat> good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. 
Well, that's corn. It's, oh. it's just corn. Which is not a vegetable, I guess. It's not. <laughs> it's a fruit. <laughs> As we just learned. So we're still good. Okay, are we going to talk about shops or are we going to talk about food? Uh, let's stick to the food. Shops are boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, this, this, there you go. Listen, this is, this listen, is what I have. While we were at lunch, half of your uh-huh. while we here. were at lunch, where's the mute button? While we were at lunch, David says, What's wrong? You seem stressed out. Hey, yeah. 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 Because you yeah. just sat through a meal with him. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, look, this has been my last two days. We were talking about beefing texts. These texts that are just, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. There's they, a lot of that with, going yeah. on right now. Like, when, you know, one big diagnostician or trainer beefs with another one because he doesn't want him doing this. And they start beefing yeah. with each other. That's what we were talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It, it seems like there's a whole lot of back and forth right now. Between? Right? Trainers. Oh, right. Is it a right now thing or is it an always thing? It seems to be worse right now than it's ever been before. You've got people posting on Facebook about things like, you know, we're at this show right now and people are posting about the fact that they um, don't like the training, don't like the training. And this isn't right. That isn't right. That happened to ASTE. And it just seems like there's a bunch of really huge drama queens around all this. Hmm. Right now, we don't see that in the owner circles. Right. This yeah. really just seems to be in the technical circles. No, right? it was in the owner circles too. <clears throat> Where? Well, we like the way that some of the trainers were training about how to deal with customers, how to sell work, and things like that. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like that. Like, it wasn't all of us standing up and saying something. I mean, it wasn't public. Yeah, it wasn't public. It was behind the scenes. Yeah, that's right. But they're still beefing. They're still beefing. I don't think it's as. It just seems way louder. In the tech groups? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I mean, people That's like being really true. nasty right. and mean to right. each other about it. Yeah. Immature is, a, you know, I think, the word that you're looking for there. Yeah. Who do you have beef with? Nobody. <laughs> you're too nice. You I, know that, I, right? Yeah, thanks. We, we both hate Scott Palava. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I he's awful. He he's an nice. awful, awful human being. Really? He really is, yeah. I, you should ask his he's wife. He's in government. Ask his wife. That's his problem. Yeah. Well, when we're done, I will. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, she'll I'll be here. In a she'll bit. be here tonight. She will. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. She yeah. can't wait to. She can't yeah. wait to have to see me too. All right. Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. He was talking <laughs> crap. Awesome. Swear to God, we were at an event. He was talking <laughs> crap. Yeah. On a live podcast stream. <laughs> right. Live. And he's like, my wife doesn't listen to this, and all of a sudden his phone's going ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I'm like, did she hear that? Yes. Oh, she, oh yes. she messaged me instantly. Yeah, and that when you're was, an idiot, I was, I was having an argument with her during a podcast. <laughs> God, <laughs> oh, no, she's keep good. the wives out. Like, don't talk about your wife on the podcast. No, like, it's a terrible. Well, idea. It, that wasn't yeah. the, the example. Yeah. Was no, no, no. Uh, unless the, it's good. The pessimist, the pessimist versus the optimist is what we're. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's what we're. Let's bring it about. back all back up. Let's <laughs> let's rehash the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be one of those podcast episodes where they're like, I just can't follow. I, I get those messages. Trust me, I get them. I can't even follow along. What is going on here? Well, you when, know, when are you guys going to talk about anything substantive? There is a reason. I get other messages. There's a reason he gets those messages. <laughs> right? Because they recognize I tried. They recognize I gave it a valid effort to try hey, and keep w- us on. We have we had a comment on YouTube that said, I love the ADD. Look it up. I saw it. 
You've done how many episodes <laughs> you and you you've didn't got one him. comment. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. That's all I needed. I'm, I'm 100% validated at that point. <laughs> Your target audience has reached. <laughs> Speaking well, of target- That sounds like ADD, though. You can't sit down for more than five minutes. You're like, I, I, I got to go. I got to go. Right, Let's yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, yeah. speaking of, you know, target audience, you do a lot of social media stuff. I do. I do Which that. you just found I out do. about. Yeah. Apparently, I just discovered right. he's on Facebook today. Then I must not be doing a good job. But what's your, I don't, I don't want to say what's your motivation. You know, like I, always, I have a hard time. I'm trying to keep mm-hmm. my social media stuff going mm-hmm. and sometimes i'll forget about it for a week yeah. or so you know and then i'm you know and then i feel like i'm i'm not doing my job i think you've mm-hmm. got too much on your plate i mean like i was very very active with the shop social media mm-hmm. and usually i'd post memes and we did videos and stuff like that when we started building a shop man mm-hmm. all bets were off right i'm right. so busy i just do not have time i mean mm-hmm. it's not that i don't want to it's not that i don't care it's i literally do not have the time by the end of the day I go home and I'm done for, man. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to do it. I don't. So want he's to do just it. as busy, right? He also does it. Well, I, I for me, I noticed the big switch was when we actually <laughs> turned on some of the Facebook marketing and Google marketing. I was kind of like, oh, I don't need to do this when really I should have been <clears throat> doing it. But I thought, well, this will be a, a nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Who does your marketing? I've got a local person that one of my clients is doing that for me. So, like all the social media stuff. I do my own Facebook group, my own Facebook page, but they do my Facebook marketing and my Google marketing for me. Right. They, they don't know what they're talking about. Okay. So right. you you do a lot of live streams on your personal profile. And personal. you have a lot of customers that are also friends with you on your personal profile. Yeah, they are. Yep. I never send out friend requests to customers, but they'll find me and then friend request me through personal page. Yeah. Yep. And so, so you get on and live stream about yeah. stuff that's going on in the shop. Yep, I do. I do uh, through a business page and through face- and through uh, my personal page as well just because some of my personal friends may not be able to see different things on the uh, company page right. through Facebook. Yeah, Which is typically suppressed. Right. <clears throat> Facebook right. wants you to pay to get that in front of people. So sure, the sure. fact that he's putting it on his personal profile yeah. is how lots of people like myself see his content mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. It's very effective. Yeah, it really is. It's very yeah. informative, instructional, and just kind of just – I really love doing instructional videos and trying to teach the public about their cars, what's going right. on with it, why we don't do price shoppers, why we don't give out estimates over the phone, and just all kinds of um, different videos that I really like to post and do, you know? Right. Absolutely. About why a job costs so much money or why it takes so long to do like a timing belt, you know, and people don't really understand it until they see these videos and pictures. What and goes into it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Do you do you plan this out or does it it does it well, happen organically? Organically, I wing it. I'm like, oh, I thought this would be a good uh, right. video to do. I, I get excited. I get stoked. I do it all right off the fly and turn the radio off in the background and do it, you know? Right. Yep. Right. Because, well, you got to do it when you're in the mode, when you're in the in the zone, you know, in, right. in the mood. Because you're a working owner, it might be different than mm-hmm. somebody, you know, like David or myself that, you know, Lucas kind of, he's a working differently. But yeah, it's, it's uh, stuff that yeah, happens. It's, so. it's, yeah. He's not wrenching necessarily. Like uh, I beg to differ. Yeah. I well, no, like, <clears> you're <throat> not the one like sitting there. Rent- <clears throat> it's not the same thing as um, like the South Main Auto guy. 
Right. Or like, you you familiar with the channel? No. Like, uh-uh. He's actually doing instructional videos like, hey, I need to find this short in this wiring. Oh, right, right, right. And he's setting up the camera and he's doing the whole thing there. Right. That's not yeah. the same kind of content. Like no. you're, oh, It's okay. more instructional right. as or informative as in, right. hey, look at the, you, like, I remember the 7 Series. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you guys had to drop out like half the car at right. the bottom. You had it all spread out on oh, the God, ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you were just like... This is expensive, but look why it's so expensive. Right. Look how much of this car had to come apart. Right. Right. That's not okay. the same thing as, okay. as I'm going to show you how to take all this Correct. apart. Yeah. No, right. I understand that. I just was from a standpoint. I know, like for me, I'm not in the shop all the time. So when I do walk out into the what shop. do you do all day? <clears throat> drive a tow truck on Facebook. Hey. Clearly not oh. enough Facebook. No. <laughs> So it's not Facebook. Kind of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. What are you sure it's Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, when I walk out in the shop, you know, I I don't ha- I I for my office, I can't see everything that's happening in the shop. So, but why aren't you like shooting videos about the toes that you're doing? I'm too busy actually doing the work, do- recoveries and stuff. Well, I can't. He just said he's doing the work too. Yeah, it's a little bit different when you're when you're. When you're working against hey, a law, you know you're doing a law lot, enforcement tow. There's lots. Of, I don't have time to set up cameras. I don't have time to do that. Set up cam- like, there's lots it, of show, show them how you set up. Oh, okay. I get my point. Hey, my point. Everybody, <laughs> this is Nate here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- there's tons of of tow channels that that you no, know. Strap, I, hey, listen, I've got a great GoPro accessory. I'll set you up on the chest thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you do the little thing like right here? Oh, maybe. Yeah. But no, so I, I guess I was just, I found it interesting because sure. when I walk out in the shop, you know, they might be starting a project. When I go back out an hour later, it's all put back together. I don't yeah. have, I don't have pictures. I don't have. Done in an hour? Well, it depends on what it is. You know, I, I, I'm just using. Mine's four or five hours. There's a couple of poop breaks in there and some heat cycling. They eventually get it done. Eventually. It depends whether it's paycheck day or something like <laughs> that car doesn't go. You don't get a paycheck. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> so uh, what what is the future of your organization? Where where are we going from here? Um, where do we go from here? There's uh, so you're building a shop. Yeah, uh, in the process of building the shop here okay. um, next year. So, but. Um, Have you found it to be a nightmare? Have you gotten to the "this is a nightmare"? Why did I do this phase yet? Not quite yet. No. Okay. Not no, yet. it's coming. Not yet. Oh, I mean, it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah, you should enjoy that. That should yeah. be fun. Yeah, watching Lucas over here building yeah. his shop, and I've it's been coming. talking to him a lot about it. So, what's your relationship to the car wash? Just uh, a friend. Yep, great friends. We're really good friends, um, and we're, we're just supporting each other. That's yeah. it. Yeah, good friends, and it's not my shop. They're just good friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I just love getting my car washed all the time. So I just want to support them. So I'm always <laughs> posting pictures about it, you know, on Facebook, you know, try to help them out in the community, things like yeah. that, you know. How big is your your town? Our town, there's around 52,000 residents okay. in, yeah. our, in our uh, Cuyahoga Falls town. So if it's smaller than that, you have no excuse to not engage and not be part of the community. Right. Oh, yeah. Not oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we're pretty active in our community. Chamber well, yeah. of Commerce, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Are you in a BNI group? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Is there one in your area? There is one. Yep. I just don't have the time to, to do that group right at this time. Mm. I got a lot of other things on my plate right now. Sure. So you mentioned that you're you're doing a lot of the technical work. Now, did you right. start as a technician? How did you get here? How did I get here? No, I didn't start out as a technician. Um, you know, I, I said I'm 36. I op- me and my partner, we opened up the shop together uh, about 14 years ago. Um, okay. But I didn't start out as a technician. Okay. No. Right. So what, what made you want to get into the automotive repair industry? 
what made me get into it was um, when I was driving home, I was out with some friends one time and driving home, alternator went bad on it um, and uh, had to tow it back home. I was stranded out in the middle of the night for, I think it was like three or four hours before mm-hmm. the tow truck driver could actually come and tow my car. Tow truck back drivers to my are the worst. Home. Right, yeah, they are, right? <laughs> and so... Um, yeah. Easy money. It, yeah. Stranded on the and side so, of the road. Make them wait so they really want to pay. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, I was, I was 19, or not 19, I was 20, 20, 21 years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. Had a car towed back to my apartment. Um, and the alternator was bad. I was trying to fix it up and I called up my dad, tried to figure out what to do. And, um, he told me, you got to tow it to a shop, get it fixed. I told him, no, forget that. I'm going to try to figure it out myself. I bought the tools. It was like a 95 Cavalier. Alternator sat right on top. I knew that's what the problem was somehow. Um, bought the tools, bought the alternator, put it on. I got excited. I'm like, wow, this thing runs. It works pretty good. And I kept going down that line and kept fixing other things on the car. And then the motor went out and re- took me six weeks to replace the motor and did that on the car. And I'm like, hey, let's – me and my partner, um, we were friends. We were working together at a factory, and we wanted to run a business. And he saw my energy level, and we wanted to get into cars. And we opened up a shop fixing cars and knew nothing about business, knew nothing about customers or um, cars or anything, you know. I had right. no experience before that whatsoever. Okay. So nothing. And so tell <laughs> us a little bit about that journey because that's a that's a tough journey, right? That's yeah. tough, especially when you know nothing. Right, right. It's pretty tough to, to make that transition. Tell us a little bit about it. You know, what, what were the struggles you experienced going into this? Uh, the struggles, there's many struggles. Um, you know, I was, I was 22 getting started with my partner. He's, uh, he was 20, I'm 22. So he was 44. So he's a little bit older than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't know anything about cars. The struggles that we had was we opened up a shop with like very little to no tools of like a red craftsman toolbox. Um, the building that we started to rent, um, had like a very dark cloud to where it was a transmission shop before us they were there for about four years they really screwed everybody over in the city um it was a transmission shop they did a really poor job about it about all their past work so we started in a building with like a dark cloud over our heads right right off from the get-go um so that was one little struggle um and we were starting to service cars that we didn't know anything about each car was a big learning experience for us all together weren't making money, nothing. So, um, we had to go a good eight months working without a paycheck or anything. Lost my apartment, had to move into the shop. So me and him were living there at the shop. So we're there 24 hours a day for a good year before we saw our first paycheck. Um, wow. uh, first, our very first customer that came in, wanted his car back from us that we never even met. He had a gun getting ready to shoot us because the previous transmission shop stole his car, tore it apart. He's looking for it. The IRS came knocking on our door a couple of weeks later. They were wanting a couple hundred thousand dollars from us because the previous company were back taxes. And so we had to explain to them, no, that's not us. We're a different company. That's crazy. New. So it's a huge ordeal, huge mess, you know. That's insane. So, that's oh, hold on, little. hold on. You can't just like slide over the gun story. So the guy comes oh. in with a gun. <laughs> He's like, right. where's my car? Right, correct. Wanting to know where his car is at. We told him, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who you are. We don't have your cars. And come to find out, then more people were coming in 
that same week and the following weeks wanting their cars. And this back is right too. after you opened? Right after, yeah, yeah. Within the same week that we opened up. Yeah. Yeah. And that ironically, insane. that guy is actually one of our good customers to this no. day. Mm-hmm. The yeah. gun guy? Yeah, the gun Not guy. Not the IRS. No. Screw that, those guys. Yeah, screw them. Right. Yeah. But you're going to be nice to the guy because, you know, he, he's not going to hold back. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Whatever you need, sir, we got you. Right. And he actually became our friend and good customer. And Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know that. But the, he didn't come in like, like, you know. No, no, no. But he was. But he, he was. Yeah, he was. He was yeah, did he brandish? He's like. Mm. No, nothing like that. Oh. But still, you know, he had words and coat and everything, you know. So it was, it was, it was a scary time that we went through. Yes. That's, that's so. tough. So. You know, you, you came in out of this um, with this dark cloud. All this mm-hmm. is going on. And, and, like, I still remember the first car I ever worked on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. got a greasy handprint on the interior, and this lady ripped me apart, right? Like, I wasn't even worried about Google reviews at this point. Man, I thought this lady was going to beat me to death <laughs> over this greasy handprint. Um, right, right, right. So, you know, you had that struggle. Where did you go from here? Like, you you know, you started seeing that things weren't exactly working like you thought they were going to work. When did you come into this educational aspect of it? When did you decide, hey, it's time to start learning how to run a business? Um, I want to say it was about seven, eight years ago okay. when we were, we were trying to hire people. We didn't know how to hire people. We were getting ready to close our doors because we can't find the right people. And the people that we were hiring can't work on the cars very well. So we were getting ready to close the business up and just be done with it. We'll go back to our day jobs. Right. And that was about eight years ago. And then I started Googling and Googling, trying to figure out what can we do to learn business, understand how to do this whole business thing in the automotive world, you know. So then we came across this company called um, Elite Worldwide. And then I clicked on them. They got some good reviews. I found out this coaching program, gave them a call. We had like a three-hour conversation with them mm-hmm. just trying to get to know us. And I thought that was really great and a very good personal level, yeah, you know. So definitely. reached out to them and it was like a huge investment. We got scared about it. We pulled the trigger on it and let's jump into this coaching thing, you know. And they walked us through it and then we started to get busier and, and understand numbers, understand how to make money, understand how to service customers, talk right. to people, and things like that, you know? what? So <clears throat> they came in, and, and they mm-hmm. helped you kind of start getting the business turned around. What was right. the biggest takeaway from that? I'm sure there were things that you noticed that were like, wow, I wish I had known that five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago. What were the things that really stand out to this day? Like for me, you know, charging appropriately was one of my big things. Right, right. Was was coaching my staff and holding them accountable. Those are the things I look back at and I say, man, those are what made the biggest difference for me. What made the biggest difference for you? Um, Educating customers and learning to educate customers and and telling them what's actually wrong with their car. Because I was really big into – I didn't want to tell customers – everything that's going on with their car Mm -hmm. if they came in for brakes i'll fix your brakes but if i see an oil leak or something else i'm i'm not going to say anything right because i don't what i was going to say why is that why is that because i didn't i didn't want to be another i don't want to talk bad about people or shops or anything but but i didn't want to be like a midas where you go in for an oil change for 1999 and you come out with a 3500 dollar bill right I didn't want to be like that whatsoever. So, um, and a lot, we had a lot of customers that come in and complain, look, I just want more oil change done. I don't want you to look over the yeah. whole car, you know? So I had that, I always had that mentality. I'm not going to look over your car. I'll do your oil change. I'll do your brakes. It, right. it, your brakes are stopping good. Here you go. You know? Right. 
Well, you know, but I'm, kinda... I'm starting to learn the, the importance of it, though. You yeah. Know? Because it, it, like this, we had this one uh, Mercury that came in a couple weeks ago for uh, no, just like last week for brakes. Sure. Yeah. Rear brakes are grinding. So I was like, well, I'm going to check the front ones just to see if they're okay. You know, so I did. And the front wheel had a lot of play in the, in the right. tie rod. Yeah. So what if I do the brakes and don't tell her about this? And then she's going on vacation with her kids and family. Then the tire falls off. The yep. first day she's out, then she's going to blame us for not looking over her car. Yeah. My, so my you shop know? coach, one of the things he always talks about is that you've put your good housekeeping seal of approval on that car. It doesn't matter. And it's an unspoken expectation, but you work on that car. They expect it's safe. Hmm. Right? Not not, not right. always, though. And right. not the customers that are coming in going, I just want my oil change. They know the car's I, I, hang on, clapped out. Hang on. Hang on. I, I've got a comment on that because, you know, a, a few weeks back, I had a really interesting experience. We got a five-star review, and and she said, I really appreciate they didn't try and upsell me anything. Right. And so a few weeks later, she came back in. I was talking to her, and she said, you know, she said this was one of the first places I've ever been that you guys took the time to talk to me about what was going on with my car. She said, Shannon brought me in, which is our, one of our service advisors. Oh, and right. He said, mm. now listen, what we're going to do is we're going to do a peace of mind evaluation. And I'm going to provide you estimates for everything we find on that piece of mind evaluation. And we're going to prioritize them. It doesn't mean all of them need to be done right now. It means that I want you to be aware of what condition your automobile's in so yeah. you can make educated decisions about your car. And so I thought it was so crazy because it seems like a lot of shops, when we start talking about this, are really afraid of trying to be salesy. Right. This isn't right. about being salesy. Yep. This is about providing information to your consumer so they can make educated decisions. Right? And I will never forget. And and this happened before I knew about the 300% rule. But I, I will never forget one time I put a rear differential in a car. Right. And a few months later, the transmission came out. And that woman came back to me and said, if you had told me that, I never would have put that rear differential in. And in this case, I couldn't have predicted it. There was nothing I could do. But the fact is, is that now I look at that and say, gosh, isn't it important that I'm providing adequate information for them so they can make an educated decision, so they do know mm-hmm. anything that I can tell them is coming up. Yep. And yep. so it's not necessarily when, – when we talk about this, folks, you got to understand it's not necessarily about upselling something. It's providing them information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's keeping them informed about their automobile. It's not just about trying to sell them something. Right. And she was able to differentiate that. Right, she was able to look at that and say, "I understand you're not trying to sell me something." Mm-hmm. He wasn't being pushy about it. He wasn't <laughs> saying, "Here, you got to do this right now, and you need this, and you need this, and you need this." No, he was saying, "Now, if it was my car, here's what I would do." Right, right, and there is a difference. I'm just saying that there's some customers that don't want. They don't want to know. They don't want to know the tire rod's about to break. But you're still leaving yourself right. Potentially, right. Still well, maybe not right. legally, but from a let's back that up a, a second. Per, yeah, a yeah. Perce- it, perception it, of the yeah. Co- the yeah. community. Yep. No, I get that. I get that. But there are some customers right. that don't. They don't care. Right. They don't care. They don't want to know. And they'll seek out shops like yours. Right. Your, or the way you used to operate. They seek out shops like that that are like, hey, you're not going to try to upsell me a bunch right. of stuff. I just want an oil change. And, and like, Right. Right. And, and like just a couple weeks, I did a live video the other day on uh, 07 Ford F-150 where came in, a guy, customer drove it in, bad brake line, hard to stop. And I pulled it in to try to figure out what's going on with it. And I... I heard a loud popping noise on the front end. I called him up like, hey, you got a popping noise on the front end. It's like, yeah, I know it's been there. I don't care. Don't worry about it. Don't even look at it. I'm like, okay, you don't want me to look at it whatsoever because I had a hard time turning the wheels. Do you ever have that? He's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. 
So then we lifted it up, and the steering gearbox is falling off the frame of the car because oh of how gosh. rotted it is. I'm like, I can't even bag it out of my garage. It's got to be towed out of here. And he started throwing a big fit about it. No, I drove it here. I'm driving it out. I'm like, no, you're not. You come back here. Let's go and take a look at this. And I showed it to him. And I explained it to him for about a half hour, trying to show him all the rust and, and the bolts that are broken. And he, it was a mess, you know. So, yeah. We gotta be looking at things. How did he respond? Um, pretty upset at first, and then I started to realize: what is he upset with me? Is he upset with the situation, or does he yeah. simply not understand? So instead of me getting upset with him, with him blaming me that I broke his bowl, I broke the car, this and that. No, let's let's slow down. Let's bring him out here. Let's get a visual on it. Let's show. Let's explain. Let's do a, a show and tell presentation on it. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. then he understood. Then right. he called AAA. Then we towed it out, and he calmed down, and he was much nicer about it. Well, so you bring up a really important point, right? Like it's called emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to responding, as opposed to getting into an emotional situation where you're responding in emotion to him. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're able to, you know, and we say it all the time, seek first to understand. Yeah, right, right. Take, take a little bit wider perspective and understand why is he doing what he's doing. Yes, 100%. Right? Yep. Um, yep. And, and, you know, I – I think we're maybe nose blind is the word to it. A lot of the shops we all know are good shops. They would never do that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. But yeah. There's gotta be shops out here who are genuinely ripping people off for this many people to feel like, Hey, I don't trust a shop. Yep. If you're telling me something's wrong with it, I don't believe you. You must've broken it. That, I mean, as many people as we hear say that. The, the problem is they'll go into the first shop mm-hmm. and they'll say, I need brakes. They won't mention that the tire rod ends are coming out. They won't mention the ball joints. They won't mention the tires. Of all. They come to us. We do an oil change or whatever. And all of a sudden, I hand them a $5,000 bill. And I'm like, hey, this stuff's going on. I just had it at another shop the right. other way. And they're like, they didn't tell me all of this. Right. I'm like, now, Lucas, you okay, had said. I don't know what to tell you. You had like, said ripping people off. And I don't like using that term for this. This is just. Yeah. They they are they are not informing anybody, so they're Mm-mm. they're they're not providing any that, value. That's you know, true, it's but not now in, the, yeah, I, I, it, it is essentially the, essentially ripping them off. But but it, I don't think it's always intentional, right? And I agree with you. I agree with you. But my point is, is I think in a lot of cases, right? I think in a lot of cases. There are some shops that are ripping people off. There oh, yeah. are shops yeah. that are making recommendations and, that any, shouldn't be. Any made. industry will do that. Right? Yeah, of course. It's not just yeah. us. Right. Right. You know. Right. For sure. And that's I, think where I, come a, I think it's a really teeny thing. tiny percentage, yeah. though. Yeah, I'm sure it is. A I, teeny it thing. ends up being a judgment call, and all of a sudden that brake fluid's like, eh, that brake fluid's probably. Yeah. I need to hit my bonus, so it needs to be. It yeah. needs to be replaced. The last time I saw one of those news. Uh, exposés or whatever where they sabotage the vehicle mm-hmm. and it was a bad mm-hmm. AC relay or whatever. It went to five different shops, you know, and they were trying to, you know, pick on them for how how it was handled. Realistically, nobody ripped anybody off. They just had different processes and how they got to that. Yeah. You know, so just because the, the one problem guy, was that the guy that, that actually popped the hood for free yeah. and pull it and say, oh, you're just missing this relay or this fuse he's is blown or whatever. He's the one that did the service he's, to everybody. Yeah. He, what's that? He's the one that did the service to the rest of the No, 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 no. He, they laud him as the hero. That's what I mean. Oh, they're like, oh, he he didn't even charge us anything. He found this problem. That it was just a $3. Look, and bad. like everybody That's else looks bad because the they said, oh, uh, you know, hey, I'm happy to take a look at it, but it's $150 up front. I have right. to do a, a diagnostic service on it. I'm going to check the entire electrical system, and they're like, well, it's just the fuse. Why didn't you just 
well, that's not the process because it's rarely just the fuse. Yeah. There's yeah. something else mm-hmm. going on. Why don't you do a couple free uh, television sessions without advertisement and uh, just, you know, <laughs> throw it in there for free, you know? I mean, duh. Mm-hmm. Right. You just have to turn the record button on. It can't be that hard. Right, right? exactly. You don't have <laughs> expenses associated with it. It's fine. I've got something in my eye. If I go to the doctor, they don't say, well, just swing on in here and we'll, we'll Yeah, just we'll just flush it out real yeah, quick. And, and then you'll be on yeah. your way. Right. You'll be on right. your way. Well, and I mean, each one of those scenarios, <laughs> yep. I think the biggest thing that people miss is there's liability associated with it, mm-hmm. right? In the consumer's eyes, there's liability associated with it. They expect you to be liable for something. It didn't fix. You go to the doctor, you got something in your eye, and he's like, oh, let me just pick that out real quick. And he pulls it out, and all of a sudden, it was a, a hole in your eye, and you, he didn't check it, and he didn't do this. Guess what? Well, he didn't charge you. Well, sorry, I didn't charge you for it. Oh, well, I don't care. You didn't charge me. You you still messed my eye up. Yep. Or how many times uh, have you had a customer that comes in? Right. Uh, at the, you know, it's an oil change, whatever, and they don't say anything about it until it's all done. They're like, so uh, you know, is that rear end? You know, is that is that a problem? Right. What about the rear end? Right. You didn't say anything about it. Well, yeah, it makes noise when I'm driving. I thought maybe you'd see something. I mean, they right. come to expect that we just we walk underneath it, and everything that's bad we know by yeah. osmosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope. I agree. So you guys aren't going on test drives? What's that? You guys aren't going on test drives? I was drives. using that as an example. That's, that, example. that was a horrible terrible example, example. <laughs> yes. I was just trying to pull something out of the air. <laughs> I got. Set, I had a guy who towed a vehicle over to us. He had, a gotten, he had gotten approved on Snap, and he okay. had like $3,200 approved. And he's like, hey, I want to get my car up and running again. I just got pre-approved, and you're a Snap provider. I'm like, sure, bring it down. He tows the vehicle down, and this is the most clapped out Grand Cherokee. Not normal Grand Cherokee clapped out, like super clapped out Grand Cherokee. And this thing was like rusted out, and it had leak from everywhere. And the engine, like we had to add engine oil and coolant just to get it started. Maybe it would start. It was making clackety noises. It barely ran. Like this thing was clapped out. And so the $3,200, he thought what he needed just to get rolling was – an oil change, and I think a transfer case is what he, he thought he needed. Somebody had told him that at some point. And so we call him. We do the full evaluation, and we sent we send it to him. We're like, this thing is more than $3,200. But even if we fix everything wrong with it, you still got something going on inside the engine, and the rear end's going to rust out on you because all the mounting points are just beyond rusty. And so we can't work on this. You need to go find a different vehicle. He got so – we end up towing it back to his house. Mm. We waived all charges. Good, yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't charge him for the tow down. We didn't charge him for the valuation. We didn't charge him for the tow back. One star review on Google, one star review on Yelp, one star review on Facebook. Like he went on every single social media and he was upset that I had taken a picture of his like uh, crushed in fender. Hmm. And he's like, hey, why, why were you taking pictures of my fender? And I – we do, we took a picture. If you noticed <clears> – <throat> All four corners, yep. the windshield, the tires, the door panels. We take a picture of the entire vehicle all the way around, plus everything underneath the vehicle. And, uh, you know, I, rep- I took the same response and applied it to all of the social media sites. But I, I essentially told them, I said, we try to be advocates for our customers. And I'm telling you, sometimes we, we want our customers to fix their cars. Usually, it's it's a better deal. It's it. You save a lot more money fixing what you have than thinking to avoid p- spending $3,000 on this car, I'm going to go buy a new one for fifteen. That never works out. Mathematically, it never works out. 
But in this case, yeah, he needed to just go to get another vehicle. He still he wasn't happy. So we did, did the right say anything thing. Else? No, he t- he th- he told me he was going to show me, and he was going to get that car fixed with somebody else. Did and he ever tell you no. did or didn't? And your response to all those bad reviews probably got you more more credibility. Uh, just pe- no. people read that, and they do. Yeah, they, 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 do. they can see they can see through. <clears throat> yes, they do. They can. I got was upset. He was so mad. You do have a way of making people mad. <laughs> yes, sir. It, it wasn't. I ended up calling him because I, I nobody wanted to deliver the bad news, and I, you know I tried to calmly explain to him. I'm like, yeah, this is not the vehicle you want to spend the money on. This is his only thirty two hundred dollars. Like this is all he's got. This snap finance charges thing. Like, it would have been bad for him. But instead, you look like the bad guy to him. I was the bad guy to him. So how do you handle it? What What would you have done differently? I would have done exactly what David did. He did awesome. He did the exact same yeah. thing with the Ford. Yeah. We do that with a lot of Fords. They come into the shop. It's like, this Ford is a Ford. Let me tell you. Nate, what if it was a Toyota? <laughs> I would have told him to fix it. Okay. Right. I just want to make sure. If it's not rusted out, you, you fit on and fix right. it. Yeah. That's correct. As long yes. as it's not completely rusted out. Correct. Because, yes, that is 100%. I agree. I agree with so, you, David. I think you did the we right had thing. We uh, had a Hemi engine. Did I tell you what ended up happening with that engine? Is it the one that you uh, rebuilt in-house? Yeah. Don't rebuild in-house. Hmm. So if Elite hasn't told you that? They have. Okay, yeah. And we keep yeah. doing it. And so. <laughs> Listen, here's the problem is I have continued. You, what did you to, say? You keep doing it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've continued to explain to it's this one that it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. And no. he's like, no, listen, listen, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be a problem at all. And then So every- here, here's what, here's why I did it. Here's why I did it. Okay. It had the tiki tick on the, on the. Uh, lifters, yeah, because it's Emmy, yeah. mm-hmm. and my tech, who's who's here at the training, oh, cool. He he had, he has uh, waveform patterns of what a good one versus not a good one looks like. Mm. One that's about to go out, one that's about to cause a misfire, because right. you can see it in the pattern. Wow. And and so he's like, hey, um, can I? I want to get some more known goods. Can can I do an in in, in cylinder? I'm like, yeah, go nuts. So he doesn't in cylinder. He's like. This isn't a known good. This is a bad one. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Now, this guy wanted to drop like $4,000 on fixing the vehicle, including some engine work. He wanted one of the gaskets replaced. And we told him, hey, we're happy to replace this gasket. But, hey, by the way, lifters and the the camshaft are sketchy. And he's like, well, go ahead and replace it then. And we're like, okay. So we go to pull the, the, the camshaft out of the engine, and it's stuck. It, we're like, okay, there's something wrong with this. Turns out one of the camshaft bearings was bad. Right. The camshaft was bad. One of the lifters was on its way out. But at that point, now I'm pulling the engine out of the car. Like, I've got to take the camshaft bearings out. I, at this point, I'm tearing apart the engine. So we, we're already into it. I, I wish, now I should have stopped and said, you need another engine. I should have. But I didn't. I'm like, I'm not calling him. Because I'd already made like, the one phone call. It seems I'd like somebody went. has already said this, No, no, no here's the problem. Like, I had already stopped. 
and and I'd already stopped the suspension work and the engine oil pan and stuff like that. I'd already stopped. He was think walking in thinking I'm going to spend seven four. It turned into I'm going to spend ten. Now I got to call him back and go, hey, it's not going to be ten. It's fifteen. But, but and listen, I didn't want to make that second phone call. Right, I, no. I, I was anxious to make that second phone call. And I'm like, you know what? We're already into this. And and we were already like into the repair. So this thing was on my lift, torn apart, engine half torn apart. And I'm like, we're, we're so deep into this. Let's get the engine out. Let's pull the camshaft bearings out. Let's tell them it's going to be a little bit more because we've got to replace some stuff. Let's send it to the machine shop. Fresh cam bearings, rods, mains, measure everything. And I, this thing will, will be fine. New cams, lifters, gaskets, everything. Resealed the whole engine. Put it back together. Put a high-pressure, high-volume oil pump in that sucker. And this thing was just running the Is that the, the one that didn't get the bearings put in it? No, that's a different one. Yeah, that was another story. Don't get me started. Thank you, Jasper. <laughs> no, I thought it was the one that you – oh, no, you didn't. Clearance. The rod. No, we didn't. So he didn't. He checked the clearance on the rods. Didn't check the clearance on the mains. And yeah, we made a mistake on that one. But that that was an honest mistake. That was us not following our proper procedures. So this thing this thing comes back in after five hundred miles. Okay, for for the first oil change, and we check it, Good. and Good. no oil leaks. This thing is running the nines. I mean, it was beautiful. And I'm feeling great about this engine. This is going to work out. This will be fine probably 30, 40 miles later, he calls up. He's like, hey, this thing just shut off on the interstate. I'm like, okay. Send the tow truck out, gets a towed in. There's oil all over the bottom of the car. I'm like, what What happened? He's like, I just did the oil change. It's good. We checked the oil, too, and drained it down, make sure that, you know, it wasn't coming apart on the inside. Apparently, while it was running, the piston split in two. Bottom of the piston was still attached to the rod. Top of the piston wedged itself into the into the cylinder head. The piston had broken in two. So my my techs have a good friend that works at one of the huge Dodge dealerships here in town, and they call him up like his name's Ozzy. Ozzy, you ever seen this? Like, oh yeah, it's a thing. What do you mean it's a thing? He's like, yeah, they do it right off the showroom floor. The piston. He's like, usually you see it in the six fours, but the five sevens do it too. What are you talking about? Yeah, the the piston just splits in two. What's the fix for it? I'm like, there's no fix. <laughs> so you just put a new engine in it and ship it. <laughs> here, here's my thing: is that that so, you know? But I'm on the hook for it. People, yes, you are. Yeah. Because yeah. if I had just replaced the engine, I could have just called, so, yeah. said, "Hey, Jasper." Mm-hmm. Been somebody else's fault. It would have been your fault because I bought a Jasper engine off your recommendation. <laughs> uh, so, you know, everybody don't hate me for this, but we'll work on 6.4 power strokes occasionally, okay? Usually, if it's an 08, it gets turned away, okay? Like, if everybody in the shop knows if you have an 08.64, I'm sorry, I'd probably recommend the Ford dealer. Let them deal with it. It's their baby. They can they can clean up the mess. And What's uh, wrong with them? I don't know diesels. They're miserable. Is, they it, are, the, is it connector C1010? Um, it's very much like that. It's everything on the truck, though. Yeah, like I'll never forget. uh, We did some basic repairs. We put some up pipes on one one time. It's Thanksgiving Day. The guy really wanted his truck back. Pulled out of the shop parking lot to go on a test drive. Nowhere near the rear differential. Driving it myself very gently, and I let out of the throttle, and the truck goes boink and makes this like loud pop sound and stops moving. Right. 
<clears throat> and the freaking pinion snapped in the rear differential. Oh, yeah. mm. It is, dude, those trucks. quality right there. <laughs> those trucks, It's if it's not one thing, it's another. The the cage bolts uh, where they go into the, the bottom of the body, they would break, like, instead of, like, the six O's where they went the other way and you could just get the bolt out. No, they locked tight and put cage nuts inside the body. Oh, the yeah. We had one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ah. <laughs> and, and so, like... Everything, uh, everything you touch, you yeah. Look, yeah. And so, like the 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 lifters will, or not the lifters, but the rock arms will wear flat, and they'll get additional clearance, and then it ends up needing lifters, and usually gets a camshaft too. They got high pressure fuel system problems. They've got EGR problems. The radiator never didn't leak, like from the factory it leaked. <laughs> why, and you can, why don't you just list the good things about the truck? Can there aren't any. Okay, well then, so why are you even? The <laughs> seats are comfortable. Yeah, we're, yeah the they seats are. are comfortable. They are. So. Um, you know, we, we had a client come in a while back, and we blatantly explained. He, he had blown head gasket. Listen, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. About 90% of the time, these trucks get a motor. If, if I go into this, we're going to be in motor territory no matter what we do. 90% Motor of the and time. turbos? Oh, yeah. 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 Hmm. It's a package deal. Yeah. Right? I'm okay. not messing around with it. And so uh, he absolutely demanded that we tear it down and find out for sure. That it, it, you know, he just really would rather just do head yes. It's I'm like I promise you. So we get in, and the the uh, the bridges are literally almost cut into the rocker arms are cut all the way down into like the base of the rocker arm. Cylinder walls are scarred. Looks like garbage. And dude's like, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, I did. I was like, you just wasted four thousand dollars. Well, I shouldn't have to pay. Why should I have to pay? If 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 now I need a motor and you've already taken, because I told you if I take this apart. Here's how much it is for me to take it apart and put it back together. But if if I have to take it apart, I still have to charge you for taking it apart. Even we put a motor in it. Hmm. So you know we go out and we we get a we get a engine estimate. We put everything together. He approves all this work on. It's like thirty thousand dollars. And um, so can I come and make payments? Is that the, I can I come yeah. and make? Pay- I'm sorry, I ruined your story. No, it's fine. So he, he sh- he's like, oh, I, I, you know, can I make payments on him? Like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so look, so sorry, we, try again, buddy. You for financing. <laughs> the first thing that I not for thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> no. The the first thing that I said was, is hey, tell you what, let's get half down, or or if you can bring me ten thousand, we'll get started, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, like two months in. He's not brought the ten thousand, and he's like, "So is the motor there? Is are you guys moving on it? Are you? Nah, man, not doing it." And so, really, what I deduced overall was is he thought that we were going to fix it. He was going to come pick it up, and he was going to have you know that was his thought process. I, and and I hope that wasn't his thought process. But I, I once had a customer say that he goes, "Well, it's not worth anything to you just sitting there, so I'll pick it up and I'll make payments to you." I said, "Yeah, you can make payments one." And then you <laughs> can it. have the car. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I'll sell it. I'll do something. Yeah. yeah. But the thing right. is, though, with that 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 thing wouldn't be worth anything, even with a fresh motor in it. Exactly. It it wasn't worth anything you, you from the get go. You wouldn't get it, get out of it. What what? Now you can. Well, yeah. Now you can. You could. Hey, you can. We'll put a five point nine liter in it. You'll really get something <laughs> out of it. But but my point is, is like what? Even though this guy was still frustrated about the situation, we disclaimed all the way through. And, and everything like that, that we go into to that degree, we're saying if we go into this, there is a high probability we will find something that, that yeah. dictates engine replacement. And so that way when we get down to the camshaft and we realize, uh-oh, it's hurt, we're just saying, hey, it needs a motor, right? 
no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no reason to have this conversation. There's yeah. no reason to, you know, and, and so. You, you wonder how many shops would do that, though. That's sort of the problem that we end up looking like assholes because we're telling them up front, hey, this means engine. Mm-hmm. This yep. ticky tick means engine. Like yep. if I, well, the shop down the street will just put a camshaft in it. We'll let them. But you, you know, because there's always the chance. There's always the chance that just the camshaft fixes it. You don't have to put lifters in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just throw a camshaft in or whatever. Throw that one lifter in it and call it good. But just like Nate was saying shot. earlier, though, that, that's that's where education of the client comes into full bore swing, right? That's, but that, where, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not they're not going to hear. You can you, you can explain all of it. You can tell them, hey, I've been down I this get, road. I and, understand and, that. I really do. But I also think that if you explain it well. And you put it on paper and you document the potential issues and you're educating them through the process, it's much less likely. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I do. It is less likely. And if you've built some rapport, they're likely to trust you and say, yeah, yeah okay, I get you. I get it to the guy down the street saying just a camshaft or just lifters or whatever. Um, but you're telling me different. You're telling me it's going to blow up. He doesn't want to scare away the potential job. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, no, it's, well, yeah, he doesn't care because the, what he doesn't know is that if it does turn sideways, the, what the customer doesn't understand mm-hmm. is if the job turns sideways, they're going to end up paying regardless yeah. or they're not going to get any backup. They're not going to get any warranty. The guy's just going to tell him, nope, not my fault. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And, well, and then bounce. It, is it, is it also possible? Mike Allen's going to kill me for this. Is it also possible that the technicians are so, squeezed that they're saying yeah i can fix it for that they don't care no i don't i think i've never met a good technician that doesn't want to fix it properly the whole way i agree my if my 110 but i guarantee you that a technician would say i would rather rebuild it than put a motor in it because of that no because you can't make money on rebuilds that you can make money on rebuilds if you work at the dealership and you're on your fifth one and you know that they're i I talked to a technician worked at lexus yeah, I can the four the four six or four sevens that they put in the GES or whatever it was four, one seven. of the V yeah four, they were blowing up left and right and he's like dude I was rebuilding two a day mm. and they were mm. paying like twenty four hours per and I had them two a day I was going through them it's like I was raking well when those you know they ended up shifting their times on the warranties and this that and the other he's like dude I was killing it but he's only one guy out of you know fifty million that you know how how many guys are able to do be that proficient yeah. in that well you you get into a dealership yeah. setting it's it's more likely uh one my tech that works for me now had a had a friend at the honda dealership and the guy was swapping out 1.8 blocks mm. and it paid like it paid like 10 hours or something like that he was doing them in six and just all day long that's all he did is swap out uh short blocks on the one eight because of cooling issues or something or whatever but that's still a very small portion of the <laughs> overall industry yeah, that, yeah, that's, but it might, that's well, able to, to, that. to his point though, I I've never met a technician that doesn't want to fix it properly. I guarantee if my if my tech knew about the piston issue, he would have been like, "We got to put forged pistons in this thing, or it's going to blow up." We would have oh, we would have spent the money and no just doubt. put forged pistons in there, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to try not to rebuild <laughs> 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 no, seven. It's mean, almost I, a challenge at this point. It's like, oh, get me in another one. I'm going to slap some forged pistons see if they blow up now. <laughs> This is why I'll never make money, folks. <laughs> hey, if you want to shop in Kansas City, half a honey bun, it's yours today. Yes. 
It's all R and D, right? Everything's going to be. Well, yeah, I got that from Scott or uh, Seth Thorson. Yeah, just R and D it out. R and D. Write it off. Write it off. R and D. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time. you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy to use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to getshopware.com and see what I mean today. That's getshopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.